Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Canary. The bird has landed on beautiful Bainbridge Island, conveniently located at 499 Madison Avenue. ASE Master Technician Clint Ramsey brings over 15 years of experience, award-winning diagnostic skill, and a desire to reinvent the automotive repair experience. Schedule an appointment online at bluecanary.biz or call them today at 206 206- Four five one four two two zero. Blue Canary is excited to announce their second location is now open in Bremerton. The Blue Canary Bremerton facility has undergone an extensive remodel and is now a safe and well-equipped modern repair shop. They can diagnose the most challenging issues with you their master technicians, and array of advanced diagnostic equipment. They are proud to provide fully comprehensive services from routine maintenance and engine repair to tires, suspension, and air conditioning. Blue Canary has you covered. All repairs are backed with their two-year, 24,000-mile warranty. Hey, today's podcast is also brought to you by my favorite morning drink, Mud Water. Mud Water is made with 100% organic ingredients. They use both mycelial biomass and fruiting bodies of mushrooms to allow them to complete their full growth cycle. No sugar involved in this. Keto-friendly, only five or less carbohydrates. 100% organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and Whole30. Ingredients include the best of the best. Masala chai, cacao, lion's mane, chaga, reishi, cordyceps, turmeric, cinnamon, and sea salt. You get all the benefits of coffee with none of the jitters or the crash. You can buy mud water in today's story notes and description of the podcast. Support mud water, support the show. I got something for your mind, body, and soul. I got something for your mind, body, and soul. Podcastville. Happy generic time of day to you and a happy Thanksgiving to all. You have found the Bystander Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have a return visit from the lovely Shannon Dowling. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. How about you? It's good. We've spent like 30 minutes catching up with no nothing recorded yet, so that's pretty cool. Yes. Thanks so, for having me back. You're always welcome back. You're the <laughs> funnest person I know. <laughs> Hey, you just came off a wildly successful um, indie theater production in Lizzie. 
Yes. Um, before we go, talking about this new movie that you're in, A Match Made at Christmas, can you tell me a little bit about your exp- experience working with Indie Theater and Jesse Smith on the play Lizzie? It was wonderful. I mean, uh, Working on Lizzie was a labor of love for me. I was asked to come in um, for the role that Michelle Abad had, and the show was dedicated to her. And um, I said yes before I knew that the role had an Irish accent and was like, ah, terrified. (laughs) Um, But thanks to Tom Challenor Indie Theater and Jen Hammond, amazing dialect coach, um, I got to get comfortable with that accent and work with an amazing team across the board from Jesse to the cast to everybody. It was an amazing experience. All the musicians were incredible. Yeah. Um, shout out to Arlene Eisman. Uh, yes. Friend of mine that plays in the Sympathy. Sympathy. Sim- oh, man. Play some music somewhere. <laughs> um, the venue. Um, I got Jesse gave me a backstage tour before Lizzie was produced, and uh, I, you know, we have a mutual friend in Steve where I would go into his studio that was above that theater, and we would record spoken word and such. But I had never been downstairs in the theater. It's a beautiful little space. It's gorgeous. And what Lisa and Ian have done um, since opening Weave Presents and making the space their own is amazing because now there's those great curtains in the back that are great for sound as well as visuals. And the lighting's wonderful thanks to lesser-known players. And it's um, it's really a great space to work in. Yeah, it's much more spacious than it looks on the outside of Completely. Yes. Like, it's a hole in the wall on the outside, and you go inside, and you're like, this is a really cool spot. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, and we're talking about the uh, Music Guild basement over there in Rolling Bay. Um, Lizzie, tell a little bit about the background about Lizzie. So Lizzie is a rock musical that was um, workshopped at Village Theater and um, and then went to New York and was about to open before COVID um, off-Broadway. Um, but one of our, our choreographer and cast member playing Emma was part of that cast at Village Theater. Um, and so we had that link to the origins of Lizzie. And the show itself is about Lizzie Borden. Um, and, you know, Lizzie, Lizzie Borden took an axe. Gave her mother 40 wax when she saw what she had done. Gave her father 41. But it wasn't really 40 and 41. It was less. But that was the rhyme that we all know today. And it was kind of the O.J. Simpson trial of its era Mm -hmm. Um, because she got away with it. Theoretically, she may or may not have actually axed her parents to death. And the story of the musical um, set to some pretty hard rock music. Um, Wasn't this an hour and a half worth of music? It was an hour and a half worth of music, um, mostly rock opera style. There's a few, you know, pieces of dialogue, but mostly it's through song, Mm -hmm. uh, rock songs um, that kind of tell the story of the possibility that Lizzie was abused by her father. You think? Um, (laughs) Right? And so you end up kind of really feeling for Lizzie and her sister and, mm. and what they went through and um, and wonder, 
you know, it makes you ask questions that you didn't grow up with singing that rhyme, right? Right. Growing up, I was like, Lizzie Borden was crazy. Now I'm like, mm, Lizzie Borden was abused. That's weird. I, I always remember it just as a double Dutch song. Yeah. When people were skipping rope. Right. Uh, it's funny, the things we sang as children, right? That and ashes, ashes, we all fall down, right? Yeah. All of those we songs. We had no idea where the origin We lies. had no idea. They're all about death. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my death doula. Last uh, <laughs> podcast, Johanna Munson did an excellent job talking about her work as an end-of-life navigator. Please check out the last podcast. Um, Shannon, you've been a good friend for a long time, pretty much since I've been on this island. Uh, I'm always excited to see you have continued success in, in theater and song and, and, and such, and seeing our kids grow up together is, is a pleasure as well. Um, tell me a little bit about how this movie came your way. So the movie came my way through my agency. I'm with MAM Artists, and, you know, they send me availability checks, and they see if you're available for stuff. What's funny about this one was when I sat down with my agent, um, you know, you sit down when you're kind of relatively new or you get a new agent, and they say, what's your big dream? And I said, my big dream is to be the mom in a Christmas movie. And they laughed. and Serious? Were the, Yeah. They were like, no, what's your real dream? And I was like, that's my real dream. I live on an idyllic island. I have a child that I'm raising. I have a great business um, teaching kids how to sing and act. And so I I kind of do this for my studio. Like that was why I signed on with an agency was so that I would stay current with what current practices are. Um, and so to me, the dream would be I watch Christmas movies every winter and um, I don't want the big lead role. I want to play a mom because I want to have fun with it. I want to be in a supporting role and um, – I wanted to be a Christmas movie. And they were like, okay. So next thing I knew, like, it was probably three years into working with them. I got this availability check for a Christmas movie. I got an audition. And at the audition with the producer and the director of the film, I, you know, I told them, I was like, thank you so much. Like, even having this audition is a dream come true. And they were like, what? And I was like, I told my agents that I just really, really want to be the mom in a Christmas movie. And so thank you so much for having me. And then next thing I knew, I was being called back. And next thing I knew, I was cast. And and then filming was set to begin before COVID happened. And then it got shut down because of COVID. And so, but we stayed in touch and did um, online readings on Zoom. And then as soon as we could shoot, which was September, October 2020, um, in Idaho, we were able to shoot. And so we did. Tell me a little bit about this story. The story, it's um, it's kind of... Uh, Micah, who plays Holly, the lead uh, female in the story, always calls it a 90s rom-com in a um, Hallmark Christmas movie, you mm. know, wrapper. So it's kind of both. There's humor. It's family friendly. Um, there's that, you know, the storyline is, you know, Holly's brother is getting married and his best man comes to town and Holly loves Christmas and the best man 
hates Christmas. And mm. so they start off with that relationship of just not liking one another, but being shoved into situations together because of the wedding and because it's the holiday season and all of that. So, um, so yeah, it's a rom-com Hallmark E Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> so are you trying as the mother in this role, are you just sitting back watching a, a match happen towards romance around Christmas time? Right. So the match piece of it is my Aunt Lillian, Holly's great Aunt Lillian, is a well-known in the small town we all live in. She's well-known for putting together couples that ended up, end up getting married and spending mm. the rest of their lives together. And so Aunt Lillian makes a match. But they're not happy about it. Who's not happy? Um, my daughter and my son's best friend, best uh, man, Chris. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it's like to, you know, we're way past it at our age, but uh, dating during the pandemic, you know, I right? wonder what that is like and how lonely or successful people were using dating apps because I don't. It's not like you go in a nightclub and ask some girl to dance with you anymore. It's, no. Or roller skate around the rink and hold hands, you know. It's, it's not like it was <laughs> when we were younger. No. Yes. Uh, yeah. How do you How do you even match during these times? I you know? know. I know. My friends that were dating through the pandemic, I would be like, how are you even doing this? It seems it's already terrifying enough. The yeah. idea of doing it during a pandemic sounds terrible. So. It's such a fearful time, too. Mm -hmm. you know. mm -hmm. We just had to worry about AIDS back in the 80s, right? That's all. <laughs> That's it. That's all. <laughs> so um, how did you like filming in Coeur d'Alene? Did you get to do anything um, exciting and touristy while you were yes, shooting? Yes, I did. What was amazing was that um, even though it was September, October, it was unseasonably warm. And so mm. I took my stand-up paddleboard with me. And every time I had a day off, I checked out a different lake. I went on different hikes, um, went out. Shout out to Trace Cozine. I went out up, to Trace? Um, Sprague, Sprague, Washington. Yeah, yeah. To, Sprague, Sprague. Uh, Sprague. I went out there, checked out that lake, and um, it was beautiful. I mean, the lakes there are amazing, and the weather mm. was incredible. And so um, I Beautiful did, part of the country. Yeah. I did all of the outdoor things on all of my days off. So that was – it was incredible. And the people in Idaho were across the board – some of the nicest people I've ever met. The crew that I worked with, it was amazing because it, it's a teaching crew. So this um, group, Abundant House Films, who produced this movie, um, they also do education. And so they they teach people how to make film. And so they had a number of people on the crew were like our kids' age, like 14 and 15 years old. But it was the most professional set I'd been on in all of the professional work I've done. Mm. Um, and it, it, because of the kindness and respect and hard work that everybody put in. And so it was really an incredible experience overall. And I think that, I don't know, I have a theory that, you know, Ted and I talk a lot about how when you have that one cast that really gels and it becomes a special experience that that 
ends up showing in the work. And I think that that's true. And I think that this experience mm -hmm. was the same, where it shows in the work how much love and respect there was on the set. Awesome. Do you have another project in the can that you're shopping around that uh, had Anthony Gaspari in it? Yes, that's Uprising. Um, we shot the pilot during COVID as well, and mm -hmm. that is currently on the film festival circuit. It was a finalist in the Fourth Dimension Film Festival, um, and we're still waiting on a couple more answers. We'll be waiting through April of next year because of all the different deadlines and dates. Now, was that a pilot for a series? Or? It was a pilot for a series, and Uprising um, is created by, directed by, filmed by Courtney G. Jones. Who also up, Courtney? did Wood Witch? Um, Where you been? I haven't seen you for long grip. Yeah, yeah. So um, Courtney is um, cutting edge of the iPhone cinematography, isn't he? he is so made on mobile TV is um, where he does all sorts of stuff to help other filmmakers learn how to make really good looking film on mm. mobile devices. So and that was kind of uprising was the passion project for let's make a series that looks like it was shot on bigger equipment all on mobile. Mm -hmm. And so we we shot that and we're going to be having the cast and crew um, pilot showing really soon. And um, it was that was an amazing experience as well. I mean, that's a that's a story about an apocalypse of sorts where aliens mm -hmm. have come and um, are have taken the children to use as bargaining chips to get the adults to work to steal Earth's resources and help have humans make the widgets that help the aliens do that. And so um, it's kind of a high stress apocalypse environment. So that Fun. was an amazing, yeah, experience to work on that. And to shout out to um, Alchemy Industrial Arts because they're... What's up, Jeremy? Oh, Jeremy. Okay, we we know there. everybody, don't we? We do. We know everybody. And the space there was just so amazing because it makes the set design of the pilot look like we were billionaires, but it's only because of Jeremy's creativity and the mm -hmm. beauty of that space that made us look like we had this environment to shoot in that was perfect for our subject matter. There's your plug, Jeremy. Can you take that three hundred dollars uh, I owe you off the off the bill now, please? <laughs> Actually, Jeremy came over recently and uh, did some uh, metal sculpture work in the yard, which was really cool. Nice. Um, don't see him enough. He's a good dude. He's great. Um, so, tell me how this story starts. What's what's the premise? Is everybody home for Christmas? Uh, so how the, old are these characters? The the main characters are in their 20s. And so my son, Spencer, played by Jared Hernandez, who will be at the premiere um, doing Q&A with me oh, yeah. afterwards. Tell everybody when the so this will be premiering on Bainbridge Island. We were lucky enough to get distribution with Bridgestone Media and their special engagements um, November and December. And so um, Linwood uh, Theater was historic kind enough. Linwood the Theater. historic Linwood Theater will be showing at December 9th at 7 p.m. And we'll have a Q&A afterwards with me, Lori Everton, and my son, Spencer Everton, who's a talented Seattle actor named Jared Hernandez. And and so the premise of the movie, it kind of starts that 
people are coming to town because Jared is getting engaged or getting married um, to his fiance, who is Holly's best friend. So my daughter's best friend and his best friend comes to town as well. And so there's an engagement party where, um, you know, the the beginning of the movie, you learn about Aunt Lillian and her history of showing that whoever she matches ends up together. But in this case, we're all not sure whether that was a good idea or not because mm. they kind of have – they're kind of opposite of each other in so many ways. Is the aunt like a, a sacred character that everybody listens to? And she is, yeah, kind of the patriarch of the, the family? great Aunt Lillian. Everybody played by Julie Erickson, who is um, has been in the industry for years and years and years, and she's amazing. And so, um, great Aunt Lillian is one of those people that everybody in town knows. That, you know, she speaks the she's truth. She knows what she's doing. She has been right every time. So. So how, is, how does she find this match for your son? Is is it just like. Well, that was that was previously because now we're at they're having a Christmas wedding. Oh, OK, so that's prior to where the story starts. Right, right. So they had previously been matched by great Aunt Lillian and um, everybody's coming together for the and everybody's coming together for the engagement party and she does another match and the rest of the story happens from there. I don't want to ruin it. Mm, I just want you to. Entice people to come see it. <laughs> You'll have to come see it to um, see how that works out and see how all of these characters work with each other to learn some valuable lessons. You have a beautiful voice. Will you be singing in this movie at all? I will not, but the um, but the soundtrack is amazing. It's um, I can't remember his name, but um, the guy who did the soundtrack did a wonderful job. You know, on on Christmas music. Um, so no, I won't be singing in this one, but I will be singing with the Cuban Heels on December third at the Manor House. Um, and Who's in the Cuban he- Heels now? Just right? The Cuban Heels has changed a whole lot. So you and Alan and... It's me and Alan. Neil Connedy will be joining us on bass. Don't know Neil. Um, you do. No. You must know Neil Connedy. Really? Okay. So Neil Connedy also plays with um, Redshift. So when I sing with Redshift Dance Party... Um. Yeah, he's an amazing bass player. I can't. You've seen him before. I know you have. How many bands are you in? Last time I went to watch you play, you were um, Human Jukebox. Human Jukebox with Jordan Petrie and um, Jordan and I still gig together. Jordan will probably be joining Cuban Heels as well. Oh yeah. Yes. Um. And um. I did hear last time you saw me play Human Jukebox. Trace played with us as well. Yes. And um. And you took no then... requests, which blew me away. We didn't, but <laughs> I will be singing, uh, doing a solo gig at um. Uh, Island Life Artisan Gifts on January first Friday. That's that's Alex Sanso's shop. Oh, Alex, she's an incredible artist. She's an incredible artist. Where's her she, shop? She has a shop right on Winslow Way. It's next to the apothecary, kind of. And um, so it's, it's called what again? Island Life Artisan Gifts. 
I'm going to have to check it out. You do have to check it out. I don't know. I walk by there all the time. You should go in there because in there you can also find Ted Dowling's Coaster Project, which is um, passes from shows at Seattle Theater Group that he has crafted into coasters that Alex keeps at the shop. Um, and along with a bunch of other artists like Doug McKenzie's photographs are in there. And of course, the that guy does not put his camera down. He does it. And he we're glad he does it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Some of his shots are like, what? Yeah, he's pretty dominant Mm -hmm. when when it comes to photography. Yeah. There's a lot of good photographers on this island. There's a a number of them. Yeah. Including myself. Yeah. (laughs) So. Um, but anyway, I'll be doing a solo gig on January 7th there. I think January 7th is the first Friday, whatever the first Friday in January is. And I'll be taking requests. So if you want requests. And is that with the Friday Art Walk? or Friday, first Friday And will you be at Winslow Green or where? No, at Island Life oh, Artists yeah, yeah. and Gifts. <laughs> Jeez, pay attention, Tim. Tim. <laughs> I, I noticed that the apothecary is having live music as well. Yes. And so they have live music outdoors. And so they kind of don't compete with each other, even though they're very close to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. And so it's be cold. It will be cold. And Island Life Artists and Gifts is indoors, um, masked environment. Nice. So, mm-hmm. so how many people can fit in there? Um, that's a great question. I don't know. A plenty. Just get in and get out. <laughs> there's been, yeah. Get your I mean, ear candy there, last time moving. I played there, there was, you know, a good score at least of human beings in, mm-hmm. in there, but people come and go as they're checking out the art walk. So, and there's usually nice a band that plays at Sotheby's as well. Mm-hmm. They put on a nice spread during, yep. I'm becoming a fan of the art walk. I know. It's a nice place to just go see some great art, have some wine, have some snacks, see some friends. I always think that this is a great celluloid um, area. There's a lot of people in film and Mm -hmm. theater, but there's also a great amount of photographers and artists as well. And it really makes for a a great creative space. Mm Mm-hmm. With that said, please sponsor your favorite creators and this one on Patreon or buy some mud water to support the show. (laughs) I can't sell anything. (laughs) Yes, you can. You're doing great. So this movie has distribution all set set up? Yeah. So it's it's currently available for rent and purchase on Amazon Prime Hmm. and um, and. I believe that there is a streaming announcement coming Black Friday, which is this Friday. It's also Small Business Saturday where you support your small businesses, much like Studio 15 Productions of the Bystander Podcast. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Plug that money in. Um, So what are your plans for Christmas? My plans for Christmas. What are, do you want for Christmas? What do I want for Christmas? Um, health. You know, I've yes. I've been a little bit sick. Luckily, not COVID. But um, I would like to have my health for Christmas. That would be the best gift because then I mm-hmm. could spend more quality time with the family instead of time with the family where they're taking care of me, which they have been. I couldn't have gotten through Lizzie without my community. I mean, the community mm-hmm. here on. Bainbridge not only um, was my immediate family taking really good care of me, but many families helped us with meals and, 
and really took good care. And so I would like to have my health so I could give back for Christmas time. That's my Christmas wish. I want you to have it as wish. well. Yeah. <laughs> and I want you to feel free to reach out to me if you ever need anything as well. Thank you. Because um, it takes a village, and you're part of my village for sure. Thank you. Likewise. Um, what's on the t- on the table for Thanksgiving? On the table for Thanksgiving, we went to Sweet Dahlia. Uh, shout out to them and i've asked you a hundred times to come on the podcast because i'm a big fan of what you do over there plus you know everybody loves free pastries yes (laughs) well and their food is so delicious and so we we decided to order from sweet dahlia so that we could just relax and enjoy each other's company for yeah i love how they send you a text at the beginning of the week and say hey you want to pick up one of these meals thursday friday or saturday yeah and they do that weekly and they have great a little heavy on the polenta, but <laughs> they have great choices. I'm glad because I don't eat the weedy things, so yeah, it, it's nice that there's polenta available for me. Polenta well, is not my thing. I don't know why. It's, it's corny. It's corny. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah. Uh. So, what are you? Um, what are your wishes for the new year? We're going to just hit all all three of these holidays here: Thanksgiving, Christmas, <laughs> and New Year's. Well, um, do you have a goal in mind for the? upcoming year um goal in mind for the upcoming year is health and and world peace world peace yes in your mashed potatoes at thanksgiving um so yeah um i have uh magpie on the docket another indie theater production by um by local playwright award-winning playwright Catherine rush um and so that will be produced in march and um so i'll be acting as kathy in that and alongside other people like ted dowling will be in that show as well and it'll be directed by rachel noel james at indie theater so that's the first thing rehearsals Mm -hmm. for that start in january so um so yeah you're so busy I tend to stay booked, um, yeah. which I'm super grateful for. That's um, I'm really lucky that way. I get to keep doing projects that I love with people I love to work mm-hmm. with. Well, when you're talented, you get booked. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon, I'll let you get back to knocking it out of the park in, right. in this life. Um, I appreciate you coming by. Um, sorry you're a little under the weather. Sorry I don't get to hear you sing for any random purpose today but uh. <laughs> but you can come on december 3rd to manor house yes. to uh hear cuban heels in its new configuration and since you're adding so many more players to cuban heels i don't think we can fit them in the studio so yeah yeah <laughs> we'll have to pop over there to the music guild and uh record something with you guys right right that'd be great all right shannon thank you for your time um the movie, once again, is a match made at Christmas. It debuts on Bainbridge Island December 9th with Shannon taking your questions and answers at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. At, at historic Linwood Theater on the south end of Bainbridge Island. Beautiful Bainbridge Island. You've been listening to The Bystander. Be kind.